When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Broncos country. Let's ride with Touchdown Denver. Touchdown Denver. Hosted by Nick Ferguson and George Stoya. Touchdown Denver. All right, everybody. Welcome into another episode of Touchdown Denver. Hosted by myself, George Stoya, the Denver Gazette. My good friend, Nick Ferguson. Nick, how's your Thursday going? My Thursday's going spectacular, George. I woke up this morning. How about yourself? I woke up this morning, too. I'm not sore anymore from playing basketball. I took the day off on Wednesday uh, and decided to do nothing except for go to practice. So that's what I did. Uh, But uh, I I feel great. So, uh, Nick, let's let's dive into some big topics because we got we got a lot of them this week uh, leaning into this game. And I know when you look at this matchup between the Cardinals four and nine and the Broncos three and ten, you might not think. Uh, it's that interesting, and it probably isn't to a lot of people outside of maybe these two teams. Uh, but there's a lot of uh, stuff going on with the Broncos right now. When you talk about Russell Wilson's injury, uh, I thought Nathaniel Hackett's comments yesterday were, were kind of interesting in the sense of how this decision is going to be made on if he's going to play on Sunday, saying it's going to be an organizational decision, Nick. Uh, just what what are your thoughts on Russell? It looked like he's he was out there yesterday. I think he's in maybe phase three of the concussion protocol, uh, which means he would be on track to, to possibly be cleared by the end of the week. Well, this is a very interesting uh, situation. And, he, and even hearing the comments that it's going to be an organizational decision, I thought, wait a minute. I mean, with the NFL rule changes, especially after what we saw on Thursday night against uh, with Tua Tagovailoa against the Cincinnati Bengals, it wasn't really up to the organization. It was up to the team specialists and the independent neurologists who were going to determine whether a concussed player was going to be able to come back. And I know there are certain protocols, but visually what we saw was a little disturbing. And, and I know, hey, the Broncos want to end on a good note, but I still don't think that Russell Wilson should play in Sunday's game against the Arizona Cardinals, despite them being, you know, four and nine. Well, and I think what he meant by organizational decision is, I mean, obviously he has to be cleared medically first. Uh, he has to pass the concussion protocol, which, again, it, it would appear that he's on pace to do so. He's already at phase three. I mean, yesterday he partook in, in some individual drills. I think what he means by organizational decision is we're not just thinking about this game. We're thinking about the future, if that makes sense. Like it's going to be Greg Pinner, George Payton. They're going to also be – helping make this decision, which tells me that it might lean towards we're not going to play him because it's for the better of his health or safety, not only this year, but going forward. If that, I think that's what he meant by that. Yeah, but George, if that is the case, you don't need uh, that many people to kind of make that decision. And if you do, obviously go back, watch the film of the facial expression that we saw as uh, Russell Wilson lie on that field. You can see it right there. All his mental faculties were not there. Once he got up, things started to come back to him, but he was still a little wobbly, and he had to be helped off the field. Later on, he had to be moved from the blue tent to the locker room and then ruled out. 
to me, if you know that though that you invested a lot of money into Russell Wilson, which this group has, so why not just get just call it now? I mean, what what do you have to lose? I mean, we're not at the stage of the game where we're trying to play cloak and dagger with the Arizona Cardinals. Ooh, we want to make them think that Brett Rippin may or may not play. No, let's just go ahead and say, just call it. Russell's not going to play. Even if he plays next week, he's not going to play this week. This way you give Brett Rippin and the offense all the time it needs to work moving forward together on a cohesive game plan instead of saying, well, Russell might play and known as though both Brett Rippon and Russell Wilson are two different players. So to me, you make it easy on the coaching staff, but you make it easy on Brett Rippon and his preparation as well. Yeah, but I, I'm, but I think though, Nick, that they're they're going to do that. I just think that they're gonna let like try and get him to pass concussion protocol anyways. Like I mean, you still he still has to Nick. He still has to pass concussion protocol even if he's not going to play. Like you've got to have the guy try and like get back to normal if, if that makes sense. I'm just saying that. I don't think they're going to announce it. I mean, maybe they should just come out and say, hey, Russell's not going to play, but that's just not how they roll. Like, they've not done that all year. I think it's going to be a very similar situation to what they did earlier this year with the – I think it was the hamstring or shoulder or whatever it was against the Jets where we didn't know all the way till Saturday and then they ruled them out. Like, I And I think that was the plan all along. I think that's just how they're going to do it again this week. I, I just think – I think they understand the severity of it. Like, I don't think they're like, oh, like – if Russell plays on Sunday, I would be shocked. And honestly, Nick, I'd be a little bit disappointed because I don't understand. I, it would make no sense to me to play him. And I think the Broncos know that. And I think that's what Hackett was sort of indicating yesterday, that it's not really going to be Russell's decision. Because if it's Russell's decision, he's going to play on Sunday. Right. Um, but, I mean, I don't know. I just I, – look, the, the reality is they're not going to come out and say, oh, he's, he's not playing. But I can also tell you, Brett got all the reps yesterday – I think he's going to get all the reps again today, and I would assume he gets all the first-team reps on Friday because even if somehow Russell plays, I think they know that he doesn't need to get the reps uh, in practice, or at least Russell doesn't think he needs to get the, get the reps in practice. So I don't know what it's going to look like, Nick. I'm going to, I'm assuming that Brett's going to play, um, which I think is is the right. Did you, God, these cars, man, going right by my apartment. Um, anyways, I think Brett's going to play, Nick. I think he is going to start on Sunday. So, so what are the keys for Brett uh, going into this game? We saw him against the Jets. It wasn't great. He did some nice things here and there. They obviously lost to the Jets 16-9. to uh, That Jets defense was much better than this Cardinals defense he's going up against. But what are you looking for from Brett this Sunday? Well, I'm just looking for Brett to just go out and execute. I mean, that's basically it. Uh, with him going out, in the game on Sunday against the Chiefs in a tough situation. And with everything that happened on that possession, the Broncos were moving backwards instead of forwards, and he was still able to make that throw on fourth and seven. That's a high-pressure situation, knowing as though you're coming in cold and you're having to deliver a pass like that to uh, Jerry Judy. So I can only imagine what was on Brett, Brett Rippon's mind at that time. But he gets a full week of practice. Uh, they'll, be, they'll be able to put a game plan uh, in accordance to the skill set from what he was able to do. And then going back to that Jets game, breaking that down and saying, hey, listen, these are the, some of the things that you did well. So we want to make sure that we feature those. But look at the mistakes that you made. We cannot make these kind of error throws, hold on to the ball too long. But also another thing for Brett Rippon, he's put in a difficult spot because now we're still talking about the offensive line, how that offensive line 
you know, has been somewhat of a makeshift offensive line. And the pressure that Russell Wilson has been under, I mean, Brett Rippon is probably going to be under that same amount of duress, but can he escape the pocket and then get those uh, positive yards that Russell was able to get against the Kansas City Chiefs? So but we, we just have to see what happens with uh, Brett Rippon. But uh, trust me, man, I don't envy him uh, on Sunday. Yeah, last game uh, when, when Rippon started, 24 46, 225 yards, one interception. Uh, he was sacked only one time uh, against the Jets. And then against Kansas City, four of eight, uh, 16 yards, one touchdown, one interception. So not great, Nick, but I don't think that this Cardinals defense um, is maybe as good uh, as, as those two previous teams that he's played. Um, but again, you, you want to see him do some different things. It's going to be tough, right? I mean, you look at his wide receiver group. Uh, you got Jerry Judy, who's playing great. Um, you know, shout out him. He's he's doing really well. I'm sure he'll get a ton of targets on Sunday. But after that, you're talking about a group that's pretty inexperienced, um, haven't played a ton, and now all of a sudden they have to play with a backup that they probably don't have a ton of reps with. Um, so that's going to be tough. And then you talk about an offensive line, Nick, that, again, is going to have a, a new group probably, right? I mean, who's going to play – LF guard is Dalton Reisner going to be back. Um, you know, is, is uh, you know, who's going to play at left and right tackle. Are they going to keep it the same? You know, it, it's, it's a kind of a mixed group again. So it's going to be really tough. The positive for Brett is he's playing another backup quarterback. Uh, it's the <laughs> battle of the backups, right? Colt McCoy. And yeah. while I would probably rather have Colt McCoy, cause Colt, I have Colt's stats here too. in his career, I mean, he's been in the NFL uh, a long time. Uh, I believe he started, how many games has he started in his career here? 35 games. So obviously he's very experienced, played in 55. Uh, it's been a long time backup. So he, I, you know, I'd rather have Colt McCoy in this game, but also Colt McCoy's going up against a really good defense in the Broncos, whereas Brett kind of gets a break going up against the Cardinals defense, which is statistically just not anywhere near uh, the top of the league. Well, here's something interesting that you brought up. And even though Brett doesn't have as much uh, – playing experience as uh, your, your good buddy, Colt McCoy. Uh, here's what he, he does have with him being the uh, second quarterback. He gets a chance to face the Broncos defense in practice. Right. And hopefully he's learned a lot from the mistakes he's made against the top defense in, in, in this NFL, in NFL. So hopefully uh, that helps and benefits him more so than Colt McCoy, because Colt's going to be saying it for the first time. He's watched it on tape. He's watched what they were able to do against uh, Patrick Mahomes last week. And he's going to be thinking, oh, I'm seeing this pass rush for the first time. And you you might, and we, we don't, we don't, we're not sure about this, there might be a Randy Gregory sighting. I don't know. And if it is, that uh, that's an added bonus for the defense and the pass rush. So to me, in this backup quarterback battle, because Brett Rippon has had an opportunity to see this Denver defense in practice, I'm going to give him – uh, a very slight edge in, in this one. I mean, Colt McCoy gets the advantage because of experience, but more importantly, he's got Hollywood Brown. He has Newt Hopkins. So he has experienced wide receivers that he's been able to somewhat build chemistry with because Kyler Murray has been, you know, on and off the roster. So that's where things are, are going to change. But the great equalizer would be the Denver Broncos defense. Yeah, I mean, it, it's a pretty honestly. When you look at it, Nick, it, it feels like a pretty even matchup, um, despite having two backup quarterbacks. It could be an ugly game. Maybe it's a high-scoring game. That'd be kind of fun 
right? If Colt McCoy and, and Brett Rippon duel it out, uh, both were great college quarterbacks. You look back at Colt McCoy's career at Texas, obviously was uh, up for the Heisman a couple years, played in the national championship. Uh, Brett Rippon was obviously a, a guy that, that I think had some career stats at, at Boise State, uh, you know, kind of lit it up there. So I think that it, it, it could be a fun game. Who knows? We'll see. But uh, definitely going to be interesting. Here's Nathaniel Hackett, though. We have some audio from him talking kind of, Nick, about what we were just talking about, preparing Brett, uh, the outlook on him, and where he can maybe improve from the last time he started a game for the Broncos. And here's that audio from Broncos.com. Uh, then he comes back in a fourth and seventh situation. And, I mean, that was a dime. I mean, that was an unbelievable throw. I mean, we talk about tight windows in that area, throwing it over a linebacker and delivering it to Jerry. Uh, I, mean, that, I mean, that is one of the hardest things to do in that situation. So um, I thought that was great by him. Uh, and then from an improvement standpoint is let's get him out in, in practice and, and let's get him uh, back in the groove so that he can go out there and execute. So he, he did a good job at the Jets. There's things that he can correct, and he knows the, that, and uh, we'll see where he goes. Nick, one thing I'm concerned about for Brett, and, and we kind of touched on it briefly uh, a moment ago, is, is that offensive line. Uh, and you look at last week, Russell was sacked, what was it, six times, 11 quarterback hits. Yeah. Uh, you know, they kind of had a rotating situation at left guard. All of a sudden, they lose Natani Mute off the practice squad. Did that surprise you about Mute getting signed off the practice squad? And how concerned are you for uh, this Broncos offensive line this week? Yeah, that 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 shocked me. And going around town uh, this week, it it, it didn't not, not not just upset me, but there were a couple of Broncos uh, country fans were a little thrown off as to why uh, the Broncos actually did that. I mean, when you look at the three man swinging gate between Quinn Bailey, uh, Tony Muti that you just mentioned, and Luke Weidenberg, I mean, the Tony Muti seemed as though he was one of those guys who was uh, doing a great job, at least a decent job. He, I don't believe he gave up a sack uh, when he was uh, in there uh, at that guard position. So now you not only allow Natani Muti to go to a division rival, you get nothing for him, not a single thing. And I know that, that it's a numbers game where you're trying to figure out which guys on practice squad you're going to keep up, the guys you're going to put down. And I know other teams can raid your roster. But to me, it only weakens a depleted offensive line group and it only um, showcases the lack of depth that the Broncos have, not as from an offensive line group, but just from a guard group. And I know we've been saying it, uh, you know, as of late as far as 2023 is concerned. Hey, the Broncos need to go go out and show up that offensive line. There's so many pieces on this offensive line for George Payton to try to plug and play guys. So that's going to be very difficult for him to do. But this is going to make things difficult for the offense being able to or trying to run the ball against the Cardinals. And then Brett Rippon trying to sit behind that offensive line, thinking that he's going to have time. And you just mentioned it earlier when you have Greg Dulcich and you have Jerry Judy as your primary wide receivers. You can expect Vance Joseph to try to take both of those guys out of the game and force Brett to beat him some other way. But uh, allowing the tiny Muti to get out here to the Raiders, man, that was a little disappointing. Yeah, and of all the teams, the Raiders, um, you know, that that kind of stinks, right? I mean, and I thought he played well, man. Like, he came in, the protection was better when he was in there. Obviously, Luke Wattenberg was really, really struggling, uh, and he had to be benched. And, you know, Natani Mute and Quinn Bailey kind of rotated there at left guard, and then I think Mute ended up finishing the game out. Um, now, this week it sounds like Dalton Reisner is going to be back, so maybe they don't have 
you know, that big of an issue there this week. But if Dalton Reisner goes down or Quinn Miners goes down, because um, I don't think they have a right guard either, uh, you know, who like who's going in there, you know? Yeah, exactly. I mean, I can play guard. Um, you know, I played center back in back in high school. But uh, you know, well, and and you know, Lloyd Cushenberry's still on the IR, I believe. Like, I don't know when he's going to be back. Uh, so you really don't have a ton of depth there. Um, I wonder if they sign somebody, you know, to the practice squad and elevate them because they just don't. Because Wattenberg, I, I know Hackett talked about him yesterday and said, "Hey, you know, he, he's a rookie, he made some mistakes, but we still believe in him a lot." I I don't see it right now. Like he he needs another year of development probably uh, before he gets back on the field. And Quinn Bailey is okay, but like Natani Mute, he's played a lot of football. That's why I was surprised he didn't get the start uh, this last week even. But uh, who knows what that Broncos offensive line will look like going forward? Nick, we got to take a break, uh, and then I want to dive into a couple guys uh, that ha- that have met expectations this season for the Broncos um, and have had you know good seasons despite. Uh, the record and, and their guy, their guys that are going to be here uh, for a little bit. So um, we'll talk about that after the break. <laughs> 